Thanks for joining us on IEB There. And now your host, Brad Behrens. Over to you, Brad. Hi, everybody. I'm Brad Behrens. I'm the Editor-in-Chief here at the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Welcome to IAB There, our daily live stream uh, connecting the digital uh, media industry. Today, this is the last time you'll see me. I'm thrilled that we're going to have our CEO of the IAB, Randall Rothenberg, in conversation with Kirk McDonald. He is the Chief Business Officer for Xander, the advanced tech, uh, ad tech platform for AT&T. Kirk is also our Vice Chair at the IAB. I'm going to bring them on in a moment. Uh, actually, let's get them. Let's start bringing them onto uh, onto the the stream while we're waiting. Uh, for those of you who have questions, please pose your questions to us on Twitter. Use the hashtag #IABthere, uh, all caps, one word. #IABthere in order to share your questions. Uh, I expect it's going to be an exciting conversation uh, between Randall and Kirk. Gentlemen, welcome to IABthere. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. All right, I'm going to sign off now. Good luck. Bye-bye. So, Kirk, welcome to hey, IAB There. How are you guys doing? I hope everybody is staying uh, vigilant, cautious, and healthy. We, we have been. We hope the same is true over at Xander and in the, uh, the rest of AT&T. Um, it's a real pleasure to have you here. Obviously, you and I have known each other for at least 15 years. It's probably longer than that at yep. this point. Um, yep. uh, we've yep. chased each other around uh, uh, multiple different uh, companies. I'm glad to see that you are now, again, my boss as vice chair of the IAB. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I thought I would kind of just jump right in because uh, one of the big things we're dealing with in the middle of this crisis is kind of a, a renaissance of what used to be called cocooning in front of our television sets. Sometimes those are our big screen sets in our dens or living rooms. Sometimes it's our laptops. Sometimes it's our phones, but we're binging. We're doing all kinds of things. It seems to be a moment that was built for Xander, your company, because You've been constructing it to bring the value of finely targeted advertising to what historically had been a broadcast video medium. I'm wondering really what you're seeing now during this past month as people's uh, video habits are evolving, um, as advertising itself is obviously evolving. What are you seeing in the early days of this new cocooning era that's either you know, confounding or confirming some of the, the theses underlying Xander? Yeah, so uh, thanks. Uh, and again, thank you for the IED for doing this. Uh, again, let's take advantage of the moment to take advantage of the platform. And it's amazing that uh, that the um, IAB is, uh, it's actually not amazing. It's consistent for the IAB to be leading um, the thought leadership and conversations at a time like this. So glad to be a part of it. Um, so in this moment, one of the things that we're watching, all of the predicted guesses are right, which is that we're seeing viewership uh, go up. Um, the times of day viewership is happening is a little bit different than it had before, as you'd expect uh, with people working from home. So you can expect those middle day parts to actually uh, show an increase in viewership. Um, news obviously is dominating with the absence of sports. You would expect that anything live would actually pull a lot of eyeballs and attention. Um, 
overall, though, as we start thinking, what will this mean long term? Uh, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I think there's a lot of behavioral changes that uh, that may come out of this that we can't yet predict from a build uh, or readiness for this market and how consumers will change their way, the way they engage with media. Xander has been that for AT&T in partnership with Warner Media, thinking about how do we actually make television advertising through addressable and other, other technology enablements, make it more um, dynamic and real time if possible, make it much more uh, bespoke to the moment someone is consuming and then afford for marketers an ability not just to do a broadcast message, message but to what we would talk about in the past, which is narrow cast to audience segments they care about at scale across uh, across either our owned and operated inventory and because of our commitment to third-party media sellers across their inventory sitting on our platform as well. So I do feel that it is well-timed that Xander's capabilities are in market. Um, I feel like the behavior is confirming or affirming the, the way we built out the premium marketplace. And uh, we've already been able to work with a lot of partners to help them uh, change and adapt their marketing message and their plans to this moment this time. Let, let me uh, let, let, let me play dumb for uh, for a bit, which is you know as you as you well know is not very difficult for me. Not, to do not that easy for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it, it's my uh, my my interviewer's license to uh, to ask dumb questions. Um, I, I want to try and understand where Xander fits in the uh, in the video marketplace, the video support marketplace. Um, how do your offerings uh, compare with, say, a simul media uh, on the one hand, or with the newly merged uh, Teleria and Rubicon? All of them are video specialists. Where do we think of you in the mix? Uh, so, yeah, there could be, I can see where there could be confusion. Um, I, I won't characterize what they are. I'll tell you what Xander is. Um, so Xander is uh, an advertising company if you had an opportunity to sort of build an advertising company in 2020. It's an advertising company that knows that data and uh, technology or platform is essential to making advertising work going forward. So those are the underpinnings. So ad tech and some of those companies you mentioned would be categorized as traditional ad tech companies. Ad tech is core to who Xander is. Our media offerings allow us to be the leader today in addressable audience-based advertising, right? So we um, have 170 million cumulative direct-to-consumer relationships across our own TV, mobile, and broadband touch points with consumers um, and from our mobility subscribers. Um, so all of that amasses together. I mean, there are 40 million uh, set-top boxes that we own are sitting in home. So all of that amasses a fairly large owned media asset. Now, what we're able to bring to that group is audience-based solutions. Obviously, we can deliver ads off the set-top box. Um, we've, uh, we can actually deliver surgical ads to your address different than your neighbor's address, um, all data compliant and protecting all of the privacies that a consumer would care about. Um, that suite of addressable and data-driven linear products then we have this rich, robust content 
um, with Warner Media assets as well. Um, in addition to that, we curate other supply sitting on top of the platform, and then we bring unique ad formats to the table. So the way to think of Xander is a platform company, um, data enabled, both for ourselves, using the platform to support third-party media sellers, the platform to enable buyers um, a more efficient and effective way to buy media, and to buy now not just digital media, but to buy TV media, which has really been the challenge. Um, mm -hmm. How do you actually buy TV media using data at scale? And those capabilities are all come to bear. And I don't know that there are any other single companies or group of companies that have really brought that massive capabilities to market today. So, so it's, a, it's a great intro to something that, you know, we at IEB spend an enormous amount of time on. Um, and I, 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 I call it the publishing executives, you kind of really understood we've been faced is that even smart senior executives in advertising sales or say uh, television distribution or production don't necessarily understand fully, they can't fully grasp the, uh, the, the complex makeup of the total digital video marketplace now. Um, they don't yeah. necessarily understand what are the developing technologies, what they can do, what they can't do. Do you see conversations inside this changing, evolving AT&T um, as you have customer conversations with, with agencies and large brands and also with, with uh, 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 incumbent media companies? Do you see that business and technology app closing or people getting a greater understanding yeah. of the potential that's there and how to manage it? Uh, I, absolutely. I think it is closing. And uh, there are... Uh, some companies that are beginning to, you know, like demonstrate their advantage, right? On the agency side, let's be clear, over the last couple of years, you've watched almost all of the agency holding companies really make the kind of investments in their own proprietary data strategies through the forms of acquiring either data companies or partnerships that indicate they understand the role of having a great uh, understanding of, of first-party relationship with audiences and how that's going to be one of the important things that actually decorate advertising opportunities going forward. And I, I want to be careful with the word choice there. When mm -hmm. I say decorate, it means that impression will exist, but what will create a differentiated view of that ad impression will be the proprietary data owned by a um, actual marketer or enabled by the agency um, to actually enrich that ad opportunity. That conversation is now, I wouldn't even be able to say which one of the agency or which one of the buying groups are further ahead or behind. They're all mm -hmm. attacking this uh, really with clear intention. 
Uh, on the marketer side, so the brands themselves, you know, you pick uh, P&G through any of the leading brands, they're all doing similar strategies. That gap, that business un gap where business didn't understand how data and technology was going to change the advertising landscape, that is rapidly closing. Credit goes to the IAB. Again, I'm, I'm a board member, so I just don't want this to sound self-serving, but there's been a lot of energy put into whether it's the um, the breakout groups on technology or the, the standards group around data, um, all the educational work that the IAB has done. So I don't want this to sound promotional, but so much of that is also brought, uh, you know, up the, the overall understanding sophistication or savvy of the community that I think it's closing. Now, how that changes or enables strategy is still going to be very different because once you introduce data and technology platform, scale matters. So mm -hmm. how much data do you have, right? So if you have small amounts of, 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 of high fidelity data, you have to employ a different strategy than you have large amounts of even low fidelity data. There are certain players that are gonna have advantages because there are large amounts of high fidelity data. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> we're seeing that play out now. Xander and Warner Media combined under AT&T believe that we are going to take advantage of our relationships as best we can. Let's do smart things to make advertising work for our marketing partners. But also we are a believer that the ecosystem needs support. It's why in addition to our owned and operated using our platform and data capabilities, we've launched things like community, we've launched things like the invest platform uh, for buyers and the monetized platform for, for third-party sellers with the intention of not just watching people close the technology business gap that, that savvy, but for them to actually start partnering to do more on the platform. So those are our intentions and that, that's kind of what the business is doing today. So uh, it, one of the things that's uh, obviously taking place now, well, well as you know, the, uh, the television upfront season completely disrupted. Um, Can Lions, which have historically been the exclamation point on the end of the season, aren't going to take place mm -hmm. this year. Uh, we've announced that the digital new fronts will be delayed until uh, the end of June. And, and hopefully the industry and the world will have recovered enough then that we will be able to do that. But there's been disruption there. There's kind of an opportunity uh, potentially to rethink uh, these systems and these structures and create a, a kind of a more coherent industry-wide view of how we should all relate to each other, brands, agencies, platforms, publishers, uh, technology providers. You have a point of view on, on how we might do this and what the shape of, um, of kind of media transactioning and, and media marketing agency relationships might look like heading into 2021 and beyond? Uh, sure. So one of the things that I, I believe this affords is an opportunity for rethinking how the media community wants to look at all of their investments and the segregation that has existed between digital investments and linear TV investments. I think those lines are blurring for the buy side. Mm -hmm. Cross screen um, attribution and measurement um, eventually down the road, some form of converged media buying capability seems to be the, the rhetoric of the market at this point. Those that can bring that capability forward 
um, really enable it, I think are going to be advantaged. Uh, increasingly, uh, the conversations I believe all the sellers need to have is portfolio-rich conversations. How mm -hmm. do all the pieces of your portfolio come together? We need to be true solutions providers. I think we've used the term loosely in the past, but the winners coming out of this will come into conversations really saying, I will actually custom construct for you how I will bring you exclusive content opportunities or custom content opportunities. Plus we'll actually create for you distribution of messages through digital in these formats, through linear in these formats. I will give you placements, um, guarantees. Um, I will negotiate around those. In addition to that, I will give you audience um, confidences that you can get the audiences you're looking for when you care to get them. So the concept of a forward market or some type of front forward buying, I still think it has resonance and I think it has a lot of importance going forward. So though the, some of the ceremony has been disrupted this year, and by ceremony, I mean the tradition of the month of May, those couple of weeks, and then the sequencing of days owned by partners, um, the ceremony of the new fronts happening, while I think some of the ceremony has been disrupted, I believe the conversations are still going to be underway. Um, we're going to find ways to respond to the exact needs, the current needs of marketers this year. And um, I think some innovation is going to come out of this. That's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, I, I, I think, as you know, we've been working on this. Uh, 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 David Cohen, our new president, IB, I, you, Others on our uh, on our board and our membership are thinking long and hard and planning about this, but I think you, you've kind of captured it because there's certainly a need for the forward-looking fronting, but it has to take place across multiple dimensions because it's not both the complexity of the of the the video and television industry we're in, but also the amazing opportunity, especially as 5G penetration increases, which I know is is core to um, to your parent company. Uh, just, just it, it unleashes enormous amounts of entertainment and marketing and convening and news opportunity that just unprecedented. So bringing that together, I think, in a more considered and effective way is the um, is the opportunity that lies uh, lies ahead of us. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And and the thing is this, <clears throat> I would be surprised if, if if all of us tried to go into this year the way we have in the past. Um, the moment we're in actually has given permission for us to, to uh, you and I were saying this right before we got on, one of the things that I think has happened differently is the promise of, I am only paying attention to you, Randy, in this conversation has become more real. Just by the fact that we're on these video conferencing calls where I look straight in your eyes and you look yeah. in mine, we're so focused on each other. But imagine that that's happening between us and our agency partners. Mm -hmm. It's happening in repeated fashion between us and our clients. I think, you know, if we want to take a blessing out of this, we're hearing each other clearly for the most part. So those, those uh, sellers and buyers that are really now sharing with each other are going to create some of the more innovative, smart programs ever. I'm blessed, right? At AT&T and across WarnerMedia and Xander, we have a robust set of capabilities. So it means we'll be very responsive more times than others. I'm excited about that for us. But I'm also excited for our partners because it means that they're going to get our best work because we're not, we're not sort of taking something off the shelf and running out to a meeting anymore. 
Um, we're actually preparing for each one individually. And this promise of bespoke solutions-based partnering, I think is going to be more real now than ever before. So I'm yeah. encouraged that while the market is listen, I can't stop the macroeconomic issues, but I, I believe some of our smartest work will come out of this. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. I want to change. I want to change, uh, I, I, I change uh, directions for uh, for at least a little bit. Uh, I'm dying to know what, if anything, you've been binge watching during the uh, the week at home. <laughs> uh, who hasn't watched Tiger King? By the way, by <laughs> at this point, if you haven't. Um, when you want to go a week without sleeping properly, please dive in. Um, so <laughs> uh, Tiger King has, has been very disruptive to, to me in many ways. Um, Ozark is back on Netflix. That's been pretty cool. So very excited about that. Um, but I, I feel like uh, HBO Max couldn't get here soon enough. And I'm so excited uh, because... And no, not not to throw shade, but uh, but I was sort of running out of the 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 good stuff on on Netflix now. So when HBO, uh, I think last week uh, we announced that we were going to release some five five hundred hours or so of of uh, of new content, that was exciting. Uh, it means I can go revisit some some good trusted uh, trusted content, whether it's Veep or The Sopranos. So I'm gonna. You know, uh, this weekend we, my wife and I, dug back into uh, the Sopranos and the other series that have been a part of, you know, our history on HBO. So those are some of the new things that we're diving into right now, and uh, and then I'm excited about about HBO Max coming soon. I highly recommend The Outsider, the uh, the Stephen King miniseries mm. that's been on uh, on HBO. Uh, we, my girlfriend, writing that down. yeah, got got really sucked into that and and couldn't put it down. So. Um, and it actually is pretty, pretty dang scary. So it's, uh, it was very, very worthy. Um, we're added also to, added to my list. Yeah, we're also using the time to uh, to catch up on one of my passions, which is you know great B movies, especially horror and science nice. fiction. So for, nice. forgotten things from the uh, from the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties are kind of uh, you know cre creeping into my uh, life at night. So hey, yeah, you mentioned. Good. You you uh, you mentioned uh, Warner Media uh, a couple times. I wouldn't be doing my job if um, I didn't ask. Um, you know the obviously uh, Time Warner uh, the with AT and T's acquisition of Time Warner um, and the previous acquisition you know years earlier of Directv. AT and T is now the largest television company I believe on the face of the earth. Uh, enormous assets, um, enormous opportunity. You've referenced it yourself a lot. Um, but one of the questions for Xander at this moment in time is, is it going to work entirely with Warner Media, or is it still going to be open to the rest of the, uh, the television industry? Um, that's no, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I mean, just, is that something that you can speak to, how, how you're going to negotiate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. So um, the purpose of Xander remains the same. Our mission remains consistent and our partnership with Warner Media um, continues to be like more, less partnership and just more like complete collaborative cohesion, right? So um, we've made a commitment and there's been a public commitment to it from Randall to John Stanky um, and others speaking to the fact that um, we will continue to work more and more closely with our Warner Media colleagues. 
the marketplace is asking us to actually represent the portfolio of capabilities in one cohesive story. And I couldn't be more excited about doing that and, and continue to do that with, uh, with the leadership on the Warner Media side. But to be clear, you know, uh, it's a couple of weeks back now, we announced an amazing partnership where our invest platform uh, brought on board uh, partnerships with uh, Disney and Warner Media and, um, and AMC, we all announced. And uh, we are confident that those things are a critical part of the whole ecosystem working better and are completely a part of our business success as well. Uh, so uh, that idea of curating or giving technology that allows us to have partners in their own independent marketplaces, as well as working through the launch of our community marketplace called Community are critical parts of what we do. So there is no current plan to, to divorce ourselves of that. As a matter of fact, there's been continued affirmation by leadership that we're committed to uh, to those relationships and to making sure that we continue um, continue growing that way. When uh, 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 you, you took the leadership of uh, Xander a few weeks ago when, when Brian Lesser uh, left, so I'm assuming it was either Randall Stevenson or John Stanky um, who called you and said, we need you to, uh, to run the show, Kirk. What, what, what else did they say? What, 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 was the, what was the mission that they asked you to, uh, to pursue? You know, it was the, again, it was the affirmation of the team is valuable. The purpose statement we've set out there is valuable. The direction that we're going is right. Um, so the public sentiment in their quotes, uh, the sentiment that they expressed publicly in their quotes really is, is the conversation that we had both behind the scenes as well as what showed up outside impress, which is um, we're committed to doing all the things that we said we were going to do before. And, and there's no pulling back or shifting priorities as a result of uh, Brian's departure. And I you know, can't say enough about Brian's vision and leadership here in the organization and what, uh, what, you know, he's, what the course he's set us on. So uh, he'll be missed. However, this team has rallied around delivering the promise that we made uh, to make advertising more effective, more relevant, more timely to make it matter. So that remains our purpose. Yeah, it was one of the fastest integrations and sm smoothest integrations I've ever seen. I was, um, you know, having uh, seen a lot from my days at Booz Allen, I was really surprised at how, how rapidly and readily uh, the integration of what had been AppNexus into uh, AT&T took place. And also how rapidly you developed, and I know this, this fell on your shoulders, you know, first as CMO and then as CBO, um, to create kind of an independent identity um, for it. Um, Xander is actually not just a name, it actually is a company. It, 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 is, a, it is a way of doing business. And it, it's been, you know, very quickly consistent and meaningful in the marketplace. So congratulations on that. Um, obvious question, just I think earlier this week or late last week, uh, Jason Kylar, who had been the founder of Hulu, was announced yeah. the, uh, the new uh, CEO of Warner Media. Do you know uh, Jason? Have you spoken to him? Uh, I have not had a chance to speak to him yet, but obviously Jason's reputation is out there and I know him through you know one degree of separation. Um, and I couldn't be more excited for AT&T, for our company. Um, I think you've heard AT&T now say multiple times over that we are becoming a modern media company. 
every action that every major action that we take continues to validate and affirm that commitment. Um, I think Jason's coming on board again reinforces and affirms this message that platform and technology are a core part of what allows us to be who we are as a enterprise. Um, the ability to really think and reimagine all of our consumer touch points around a central, you know, uh, platform connectivity um, is really a powerful opportunity, I believe. And, um, you know, that's what you're seeing in, 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 uh, in Jason's coming on board. At least that's what I've interpreted as um, in the conversations uh, that I've had internally with colleagues. That's how they see it. And uh, we're excited about, about his contributions to, uh, to AT&T overall. Great. Well, we have uh, reached the uh, the end of our uh, of our time together. I'm sorry about that, but we will have a lot more time because you and I have a lot more things to talk about uh, offline. You got it. I want to give the uh, the uh, the credit uh, where credit is due. Ivy There is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show today was produced by uh, Connor Healy, uh, Joe Ounce, John Ward, Haley Bloom, and Twafika Mahanudin. And I'm Randall Rothenberg. Our guest was Kirk McDonald of Xander. Thank you all for watching. We'll be here tomorrow again at 2 p.m. Do tune in. Thank you all.